No, I don't have no like talking points. So I just like I don't like whatever you guys want to talk about. Just talk and ask, and I'll answer you anything. Yeah, I come prepared. I usually do. No, not today though. Today is this is a hundred percent raw, unfiltered B. Go one, two, three. Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. Oh. <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was supposed to clap and say action or some stuff like that. I mean, <laughs> we come from very different worlds. Just saying. This is Y'all Heard, a podcast from me, Marissa Phillips. And me, Pete Phillips. And me, Brian Phillips. Are not related. Yeah, you found a podcast where it's hosted by two old friends uh, who check in with each other and try to understand culture culture and cultures and explore different stuff we don't know about. And I didn't finish writing this sentence when I tried to write an introduction for the show. In other words, we tell you, <laughs> you didn't know you needed to know. Um, how are you guys? Anyone you could go tell me how you are. Whoever I have to, I have to pipe in first, just like first you need to know. I'm pretty sure all three of us are tired. <laughs> oh yeah. I just woke up like, I was going to say, that goes without saying at this point. And I tried to kind of be prepared, but yeah, as you can see, I, I kind of dropped the ball a little bit on that introduction. But I hope that that doesn't um, taint the show in any way. We, um, I don't think we were ever really professional, <laughs> but at least, at least hopefully we're welcoming. That's what we're aiming for. So I don't know that Brian has any reference point for what your intro should have sounded like. So let me, let me, Pete, I'll pick up the slack. And this is a show where we go to the McDonald's of life and we order a bunch of nuggets and each nugget is filled with knowledge. And mm-hmm. we just, we just take each nugget and we take a little bite. And we, no, no, no. we, we put it in, we put it in comedic dipping sauce first. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> Usually pizza does something that makes me really angry. So you know what? I'm glad you didn't have it ready. I mean, for the frame of this conversation, I feel like you should be getting some fish fillets and dipping them in the knowledge sauce of tartar mm. sauce in general. Like, knowledge sauce. I don't like the sound of that. But, yeah. I don't like any of it. Don't trust anyone who offers you knowledge sauce. <laughs> <laughs> Ew. I'm thinking of a back alley. You that's want some knowledge sauce? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, So, my week has been okay. Uh, My mom came to visit. We didn't do anything special, but it was just cool hanging out with mom um, and uh, spending her money. And um, there is an elephant in the room, and that is a Christmas tree right behind me. Oh, I thought that was. I got a new Christmas tree, and so I have opened it up rather than storing it and then taking it out, I don't know what, in like three weeks. So... Just wanted to put that out there in case anybody was wondering. Um, I'm ready. You were very festive. And the the thing is, it didn't dawn on me what month we're in right now. So I'm very confused. So I'm like, whoa. Yeah. Um, Wow. I thought we were in January. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm horrible because work is horrible. But um, so instead of being how I am, I will just say that I... My boyfriend didn't want to get a whole Christmas tree in his house last year, but I was like, please, you know, it's going to be so fun. I'll keep it in my house when you go to Boston. And I got uh, him to get a beautiful Christmas tree. And then one day I had a duffel bag deep in a closet full of DVDs, and I opened it, and I saw a bunch of little spiders. So I decided I don't store anything deep in my closet. So I made him throw out the Christmas tree, and I think we're never getting one again. 
I mean, there's plastic is always an option. Like, just go completely I, I, artificial and dead. I feel like that's the theme of my. Oh, life. I mean, it was artificial. You think I made him chop down a tree? Hey, <laughs> I don't even Wait. understand people who do that. That's a whole the, other world. Is, is your tree authentic? Uh, by authentic, I can tell you the tips are cashmere. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Why? Why just the tip? Man, we got a lot of interesting phrases coming out of today's show. Yeah, that's that, that's that's I play the I like to play with words sometimes. And this is the result, so I apologize for anything <laughs> that comes out of my mouth. That's disgusting. Um, oh wait, yeah. Tell us about your cashmere tips. <laughs> the five hundred cashmere tips. <laughs> the um. Oh, this is like an infomercial. I, I I looked it up because one year I wanted to have a real Christmas tree. I've never had a real Christmas tree in my entire life. Apparently, I'm sorry, I should say, when I was a child, and I can't remember, we had a real Christmas tree, and um, it kept drying out. And so my dad would water it, and then it dried out more, and then my dad would water it, and then he would water it some more. And then eventually, they started to notice a giant ring in the carpet around the whole Christmas tree. And it turned out that, yeah, there was a leak somewhere. And uh, so my mom was like, never again, real Christmas tree. And she is a woman of her word. So (laughs) this is my fake Christmas tree. But I did look it up one year and thought, is it more environmentally friendly to get a real tree and kill a real tree like once every year versus a fake tree that could last me? I mean, the last one probably lasted like 10 years. So I've actually seen people do some interesting things with trees now. They're digging them up out of their own yard, putting them in and just watering them, and they just put them right back after the season's over. And the thing oh, is, it's like your same tree that you just kind of keep using over and over again. It's more oh, enemy friendly. Cool. And I'd never heard of it until the other day. And I was like, oh, that's neat. Yeah. I like that. Hopefully there's a bird that lives inside. He <laughs> just comes out and hangs out during yeah. Christmas time. The Christmas bird is out, everybody. <laughs> this is like his winter vacation. Yeah. <laughs> Brian, how are you? Do you have any I, tips? Guys, guys, we have a guest today. It's it's Brian. Oh. Yeah, this is our resident. Why don't you tell us uh, how you're doing, Brian? And then you yeah. can tell us a bit about who you are. Yeah. I mean, nobody needs to know who I am. This is just better. I, I live in a shroud of anonymity. Yes. Uh, is that, my... that a play on see an enemy? No, it was not. <laughs> I mean, it's a happy accident. Just not me. Um, no, so yeah, my day's been my week's been bad. Wait, wait, I'm sorry. Were you Please. were you were you also an accident? That's that's why I said I was a happy accident. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, because yeah, I was <laughs> I'm technically I'm Canadian, not that anybody needs to know that, but there's a whole story. It was cold that day. <laughs> the car broke down. There was Brian. <laughs> Gotta stay warm. But <laughs> it's just I just popped out and was like, hey. Anyway, uh, yeah, no, it's been a long ass week, and it's only Tuesday. Like, I, I don't even know what to do with myself right now. <clears throat> How's the migraine situation? Uh, t- I'm, I'm good right now because I'm like liquored up. <laughs> Usually, a little bit of uh, alcohol subsides the pain for a little while, and uh, then it comes right back. So it's a weird circle of, of the circle of life. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm doing okay today. This morning, not so much, and then now I'm good. So see how long it lasts. We'll ride out the good times while they last. Let the good times yes. roll. Yeah, a little bit of alcohol makes the darkness subside for all of us. I, think. Oh, I mean, some people, it's the opposite, right? It makes it come out. Oh, oh okay. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of dad. dark, I'm going to say, guys, before we go to icebreakers, uh, we have Brian on here because uh, this is an episode about coral. It's, it's an episode about coral. Yeah. And I'm so excited because 
you can hear how Bryant sounds when he's speaking. And I can't wait to hear him sing. <laughs> I don't know if uh, singing is involved in this show. Maybe that's for after hour after hours uh, episode, right? You guys have after hours episodes that, that just get really yeah. weird. Or I mean, it's just the yeah. just just the episode. Yeah, we call those Patreon uh, <laughs> bonuses. <laughs> <laughs> so you charge people for those? I like it. That's actually mm-hmm. yeah. pretty cool. Um. So yeah, he. We're gonna later on. We're gonna talk a bit about uh. Coral and Reeks, but uh, just why, just you know, in case you're wondering why is this third man here? Icebreaker. So, icebreakers, if you could be a sea creature, who would you be and why? Not who, what would you be and why? Nope, it's a who now. Okay. <laughs> I mean, do mer people count? Like, no. No. I would like to keep my consciousness intact, but uh, are you asking me or are you asking Pete? All of you. Oh, Pete. All of us have I, need to think, I need to think about this. This is this is a one of those answers that I have to take my time with. Uh, just because it came up, Marissa was I watching? I feel like I may have brought this up on the show before, and if if so, I apologize, dear listener. But um, Marissa, were you in my home when I found the Discovery Channel documentary about how they found a live mermaid and they? They did a uh, an autopsy on it. What the fuck is a live mermaid? No. Okay, I'm trying to think of who I was with. You yeah, know, I don't really, I don't really spend time with a lot of people. <laughs> so, so it'd be you, Greg, or Lisa, and maybe it was Lisa. But basically, the Discovery Channel did this uh, fake documentary, which they are known to do, apparently, like alien autopsy. Yeah, but um, and this one was about how they found a mermaid, and um, and they did an autopsy, and they they like found a real actual mermaid, and whoever I was watching it with, like we were on the edge of our seat, like oh my god, why isn't this on the news? Like this is insane. <laughs> That's cruel that Discovery does that, and they don't even like when they do this, they don't even acknowledge that it's not true, and I think it's really messed up, and wow. so um, and then somebody else came in the room and they were like, what are you guys watching? And we're like, they found a mermaid. And somebody was like, this is fucking fake. You idiot. And we were like, is it? So <laughs> you don't know no. who you're with, but there were also like other people in the yeah, house. That's why I'm thinking maybe it was Lisa and Leanne. I, I couldn't. <laughs> I'm asking like, do they remember this too? Or was this just a special moment? I don't know who to ask. Cause I don't know who was there. Fair. Okay. So, um, what are you gonna be? Me? Uh, I, so it would have to be some sort of cuttlefish, or that sounds fun. I'm torn. It's between a cuttlefish and a, and a blue ring octopus or a mimic octopus. That's the one. Um, mimic octopuses, octopods. I don't even know what the correct plural of those is. Uh, but yeah, they can change their shape, and they're very smart creatures that kind of blend into their environment. Um, but they've seen these th- these creatures kind of. Uh, mimicking so many different types of sea life that it's insane to see them in person. It's almost really rare because you can almost never see them, but they can transform, change colors, and they can fit into tiny places. It's kind of fun to watch. Are you one? I might be. That's why this is like black and white. If you look at the mimic octopuses there, I keep saying octopuses, and it's going to bother me if I'm wrong. Isn't it octopi? I don't even know. I like That sounds like a really horrible tasting pie, by the way. <laughs> well, octopuses, do I need to? <clears throat> I mean, <laughs> I mean, octopi has eight ingredients. <laughs> the more legs, the better. 
Steve, do you know what you want to be? I don't know. Um, maybe I want to be like a giant squid just to scare the shit out yeah. of you. See, I was going to say, <laughs> I want to be the sentient one that is in the Museum of Natural History. Brian, have you been to the New York Museum of Natural History? I have not. I've, I've been dying to go, actually. There is, an, there is a, uh, like a one certain, like, what are these called? Every little... It's not the exhibit sounds like the whole thing. Like one... Display? One, well, yeah, one display of a giant squid killing a sperm whale, but it's in dark water. Oh, that's cool. And it was one of those things that it's horrifying. And oh, I was afraid of it as a kid, but I also had to look at it for a long period of time. Sometimes I just Google it and look at it. No, I don't look at it, but that sounds so, amazing. Yeah. yeah, okay. So, Pete, you're going to be killing me? Okay. No, so um, after some thought, if I can, if I can modify to underwater creature, fine. I want to be like, all right. So when I was uh, a teenager, a lot of people think I'm friendly, and I don't think that I'm friendly, but evidently I am in some ways. But, but like, anyway, when I was a teenager, and I didn't make a lot of friends, my mom worried. Of course, that's fine. She sent me on a religious retreat for a weekend, one that really got my sister to open up and become a friendly person. And But she just is anyway. Cut to the chase. Went away for the weekend. Came back. And my fish was dead. So I want to be that fish. Not because it's dead. (laughs) But because nobody seems to know what happened to that fish. It just died. And I want to know if my sister was actually feeding the fish while uh, I was away. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. That went deep. I stand by that I want to be the non, the like, in, what's the word? Not inadequate. Wait, non inanimate? Inanimate. <laughs> inanimate. You want to be a display. Yeah, Second place is a seahorse because they just look like, like, how do they stay up? Are you yeah, ready to give birth? <laughs> like men, the, the male seahorses give birth and it looks very painful. Have you ever seen that? Like there's a video out there. And they no. just explode of babies. And stuff. <laughs> I, love, I love that idea that there's just only one video out there. <laughs> no, there's multiple videos. It's, it's kind of creepy too. Like don't ever. Yeah, just, I won't watch that. If you, when you say an explosion of babies, I, won't I mean it. I mean it though. Yeah. It's like, their bellies are so full. One dad. No, no, no. I don't, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. Oh. Don't tell me. Okay. Let's throw up. Hey. Anyway, those are the babies that are going to throw up. Okay. Uh, gonna throw up. <laughs> we're going to throw up some knowledge yes. about coral. Um, I first pitched we interview Bryant because he said he was going to do a reef podcast. All right. Yeah. So, so my experience with this was Marissa goes uh, a reef. I work with a guy who's a reef expert, and I'm like, "What the? What is he talking about?" Yeah. And um, I googled reef, <laughs> feeling like an idiot, and I was like, "Coral reef? That can't be right." And the reason that I thought that was because I know that you live inland. <laughs> I do. <laughs> and I thought, well, that can't be it. What else? Reef? Like, reefer? Well, that, that person I, knows a platformer? <laughs> I was toying with the ideas of calling this the reefer badness because that's, I feel like that, that sums up 
reefing the hobby in general. So it's it's very crazy. Now would you it's call yourself crazy. a reefer? Absolutely. Okay. We, we call ourselves reefers, and we own up to it because we're all sorts of crazy. <laughs> I, I had a question written down. Do people have in the scene have nicknames? Reefers, <clears throat> coral cucks. You you took that away from me. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Well, you can say I mean, I'm not going to say you're the grim reefer. Ah, I like that actually. The gr- I, it's really good actually. I actually know somebody on Instagram with that name. Believe it or not. All right. So. Can I just ask you first of all, what what the hell? Like, tell us why, how exactly your your hobby takes form. Just that, why are you into it, and what it looks like to be a coral reef enthusiast? A reefer, Marissa. Just say <laughs> it. I'm just a, I'm a reefer, and I'm <laughs> proud of it. Um, so it all started for me. Uh, I was like the ocean as my parents always took me to the beach as a kid. And I said I was like the ocean. <laughs> I was like the ocean. I came and I left. No. Um, <laughs> Historically, Bryant, where are you originally from? Are you originally from near an ocean? So I live in Philly. Uh, okay. I'm raised in Philadelphia, but I am Puerto Rican. So every once in a while, we would go to beach in Puerto Rico. Um, but as a kid, I have like my, the most vivid memories of going down to Ocean City, Maryland, going under the docks, uh, the piers rather. And there's one specific pier at the end of the inlet that you would could go under and see all sorts of crazy like plant life and ocean life just growing onto the pier legs. Um, so I used to play around there as a kid and find all sorts of little creatures. And I just kind of fell in love with it as a kid. Um, then it kind of progressed. I, I realized that's not a sustainable <laughs> business <diverse>. venture. <laughs> like, no, I can't do that in Philly. Like, what am I going to do? Go into the school pool? Like, that's I, the read biologist can't really do that here. Uh, so it kind of subsided and I like to tinker with things. So I like did a bunch of little things. And then I was like 20 and my pop one day, my dad is very crazy. And he's also a very mysterious man. <laughs> he just shows up one day and he's like, Hey, you want a fish tank? And I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, somebody's selling a little 50, 50 gallon fish tank that has corals, fish and everything all together. I was like, you know what, let's do this. And, uh, Ever since then, it's been a very downhill <laughs> ride for me. I literally dove uh, headfirst into reefing because uh, usually people progress. They start with like a freshwater tank. Uh, they keep, you know, the basic goldfish. Then they move up to cichlids or whatever, which is a little bit harder. And then they like, oh, I want to do a saltwater fish. And then uh, they'll get a whole brand new setup and then go from there. But not me. I was literally just thrown into the ocean. and I had to learn how to swim real fast. Hopefully that's the background you're looking for. I don't know. No, it was wrong. We will accept it. Yeah, if you could do that again, but like with a little more, <laughs> more animation. I, uh, you know what? I'll swim. Oh, they can't see me. I'll, I'll mimic this one. I don't even think I realized people had saltwater tanks. I don't even know. I'm pretty sure that one fish I died. One fish that I had died because it was a saltwater fish, and I didn't realize that. So is that harder to make? Oh. <laughs> Yeah. Sorry, I didn't hear it. I was I was horrified by the idea of a fish slowly dying in the salinity water. That's not right. Because <laughs> the thing yeah. is, they, they can tolerate it, but they slowly, like, die. Yeah, so, that's what yeah. happened. <laughs> so is it more challenging to do a saltwater tank? So yes and no. Freshwater tanks tend to be easy because the fish can tolerate a little bit more. Um, those fish, they don't get sick as much. Um but it's it's not as fulfilling. Those fish are like very dull to me. <laughs> if you ever go like into a pond or something, those fish are all gray and like they're not the right colors that we would want to see because it's not appealing to us. But for them, that's perfect because they blend into their environments. But then you go into a coral reef, you see all these colors and all these fish are have like bright splashes of colors. And you just see them kind of living in this environment, which is so bright and beautiful. So they just kind of adapt to the environments that they're in. Um, so that's why a lot of people, they gravitate towards saltwater fish. Now, saltwater fish, it's harder to set up, but it's easier to maintain long-term. 
Um, so it's like, this is not a hobby for somebody who's just going to be in there for a couple of weeks, couple of months. No, this is something that you're in here for years. Like I've had a pair of clownfish. Uh, I think they're still alive and they're going on 20, 22 years now at this, at this point. Um, yeah, no. And, uh, I actually knew a guy who had a pair for 35 years. Um, wow. and they're, they laid eggs. It's a whole thing. So, uh, these creatures could live forever because corals technically are animals in case you didn't know. Um, so, I found that yeah, out today. Yeah, I was going to say, everybody <laughs> thinks they're plants. It's it's fun to learn about them. But yeah, no. This, so, yeah. because everyone thinks they're plants, so they don't like to swim around like fish and stuff. Why do you, Why are you a coral enthusiast? I mean, I know you have fish, but you generally seem to get really impassioned about coral. Why are you into coral as opposed to fish? Like, most Yeah, people? don't say fish again, because we don't <laughs> give a shit about fish. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not sure. You, I'm not sure if I'm not allowed to say that. But honestly, though, for me, no, I hate fish. <laughs> no, so I'm, <laughs> I've been trying to kill these two clownfish for 22 years. No, I'm dead. I'm dead serious. Uh, so for me, the hobby has always been watching corals grow. Um, when I was learning about them in general, like these things are these crazy symbiotic uh, creatures that they thrive under certain conditions and they don't do well, and just one little thing is off. So that's a little mad scientist in me because the water needs to be in a certain range of parameters to have like decent um, levels of calcium, alkalinity, the pH needs to be a certain level. And all those things need to be in line for this to be a perfect little ecosystem for it to thrive with one little thing. If one little thing goes off, it goes within a different range of a parameter. You can kill your entire tank. So it's like, would would you consider yourself a God figure? I mean, absolutely. Yeah. It, it, there's this, <laughs> I, I loom down on my fish. I'm like, hello, who has been good and who's been bad? Smite thee. Like, sometimes I have to be that guy. I'm sorry. Sometimes there's things that are just going out of line. It's like, no, no, uh. And uh, I have to, well, so corals, you can cut them. So I have to like trim them back because the, the way they kind of keep growing, they start fighting with each other. It's a whole thing. So That's why I, I cut to, people. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't? Like, I feel like. Have you ever fucked up and killed the whole thing? Yeah. <laughs> and it was it was very painful. There was a what happened? Did you cry? Uh no, but I stood there for a while and I just like rethought a lot about what I was doing in my life. <laughs> no, no, oh so long story short, um your tank needs evaporates water, right? Water just kind of goes away. In a normal system, if it's a closed off little tank, imagine your salinity is a certain level. When the water evaporates, the salt doesn't. So as the water goes down, the salinity keeps increasing, all right? So they build little systems that you can install that installs basically a little float switch that turns on and off to keep the water at a very specific level in the tank. So that switch failed on my tank. And I, out of laziness at the time, I plumbed it directly into uh, the main water in the house, and it kind of kept pouring fresh water into the tank. So the salinity kept going up and up and up and up and up. And then everything just started dying and dying and dying. Hey, I've been Uh, there, man. Who has it been? (laughs) So, okay. Two things. One, well, I guess one at a time. I almost burned the house down, by the way. What? (laughs) I almost, this is another time, I almost burned a house down in the process of keeping a roof tank. Nice. All right. Because I mean, there's a lot of water. Back to the reef. (laughs) (laughs) No, I was just like, you know what I was thinking? This is a great time to talk about my arsonist ways. No. Um, so long story short, there's a lot of water and electricity, very close proximity in these tanks. So if one little thing that your plumbing is off, a little trickle of a leak can make its way into a surge protector and cause a fire. So this is why fire safety is important, kids. 
Yeah, we have a lot of kids that listen. Uh, yeah, I figured. Um, you said you went to a, was it a reef convention? Yeah, ReefCon. No, uh, <laughs> it's not ReefCon. Reef or Matt, ReefCon. No, um, no, that one was Rap. <laughs> rap NY. It was Reefapalooza. <laughs> That's what they called it. And uh, it was like really not in uh, New York. It was in Jersey. But you have to be confident. NY in Jersey? It's called Rap NY. That was the convention. It's a company that goes around. They set up these conventions in big, oh. bigger cities. So oh, it's like. Reefapalooza? Reef Palooza, it's rap. Reef A R A T. Yeah, Reef Palooza. But there's a lot okay. of big conventions. <laughs> we, we really got stuck on Reef Palooza. Uh, yeah, no. So I went to one recently. This was uh, maybe a couple months ago at this point. Um, first time I've been in that minute, that close proximity with a lot of people. Uh, but it was it was a great time because I got to see a lot of people that I hadn't seen in years. Um, people just selling coral left and right. And you got people hustling left and right, trying to make deals and <laughs> wheeling and dealing in certain little parts. I don't, of I don't like, I don't like the sound of that. <laughs> yeah, no, we wheel and deal sometimes. I mean, we have little chop shops. This, yeah. We just steal coral is... and then we chop it up. And sell it. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a name for, I'm sorry, for a company uh, that, or store rather that likes to import coral um, from chop the ocean shop? directly. Chop shop, coral chop shops. Yeah. It's, it's not a good term because I mean, they're essentially ripping stuff out of the ocean. They chop it up into a bunch of smaller pieces, which are called frags. And then those little frags get sold off to people so they can kind of keep growing that coral in their tanks. But the problem is these chop shops are taking these corals and they're labeling them as captive grown. Um, so they're kind of ruining a reef in the ocean and misrepresenting themselves. So How do you know when it's a chop shop or it's a legit? Yeah, so there's no real way aside from like word of mouth. And you can see a coral as it declines if you buy one and just doesn't do well, there's probably a good chance that you were misrepresented. Unless your tank's just a piece of crap and you just don't know what you're doing, which is a very, very possible possibility as well. Okay. So I heard someone cosplayed at this convention. Yes, they did. Uh, actually, uh, it was a, another convention in uh, Texas uh, this past weekend, so I saw the pictures on Instagram. And there was people cosplaying. Well, I guess technically it was around Halloween, so maybe that's not a good indicator. But there was a there was people that dressed up as uh, one of those person was Bob Ross. <laughs> he was Bob Rossing a fish tank because the thing is, there's a certain aesthetic to fish tanks in general. Um, okay. So you're constantly like kind of tweaking and doing that little thing. There was another guy dressed up like as a full on old school diver. One person actually dressed up as a fish tank, which was pretty impressive. They, <laughs> they actually had like some sort of water in there. It was I don't know how they pulled it off, but hey, it was kind of interesting to see. But yeah, people are crazy in this hobby. They like to dress no up and do weird things. A piece of coral? I didn't see that many pictures, so it was like one of those. I, there probably was. There was one person that did dress up as an, an anemone with a little clownfish swimming around. Nemo. Oh yeah, no, I hate that. Movie. Oh right, and then yeah. and then when you search for coral, you just find the color. So I have <laughs> not been able to find a person dressed as coral. Oh, uh, I'll, I'll find. Explain to me why you hate finding Nemo. That hobby inflated the price of clownfish to a point <laughs> it was not good and that movie spawned a whole level of i guess mommy i want that mm-hmm. and and it was a lot of uh people going to stores and they were literally buying clownfish and just killing them left and right yeah that's um, what they did with dalmatians too yes it's scary to see that happen too and especially with and they really they really hiked those prices up and the, the hobbies changed in the amount of years that i've been in it um Clownfish used to cost like three dollars a pop back then. Uh, now they go for like 30, 50 bucks a piece. And now you're not talking designer clownfish either. You're talking about like the basic looking Nosolaris clownfish, which 
they're cool little fish, but now you have <laughs> clownfish with the fucked up fin. Yeah, no, well, those. <laughs> I don't want to be that guy, but there's people breeding clownfish now to look like betta fish. You know how like betas have like that weird wavy oh, thing at yeah. the bottom? Mm-hmm. Like, it's disgusting to me. Um, yeah, yeah huh. no, it bothers me a lot. Hmm. Um, the, man, the man who buys and sells coral at conventions <laughs> is offended at the Frankensteining <laughs> of, gold, of 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 fish, just fish. <laughs> Well, corals are a little bit different to me. Fish, they have a consciousness. I guess corals, they don't really, it's, it's okay. I guess. No. I, I don't know. Brian, does life begin at conception? <laughs> That's a great question, but does life exist <laughs> in the symbiosis? Like, I mean, technically it is alive, right? And if it's crying, you can't tell because it's underwater. Oh. People, I'm sorry, the people that say they don't feel anything, that bothers me to no extent. Imagine taking a fish out of a tank or pulling the fish out of water. And I think, Marissa, I've told you about this once or twice, that it's like you're slowly watching it suffocate and you see it as it's gasping for oh, air. Yeah, yeah. It looks so horrible. Don't tell me that that fish doesn't feel anything. They, they knock it over the head. They just watch it die slowly. And it's like, no, this is messed up. I feel bad for fish. Fish get a bad rap. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I could see that. Um, so I did have another question. Uh, you said that you might be part of a reef podcast. What kind of things would you talk about? That's a great question. <laughs> so long story short, um, this hobby's changed in a lot of ways lately. Um, social media has kind of broke a lot of people. <laughs> and I think that uh, it also, kind of, to an extent, kind of broke the hobby. Because right now you have a bunch of people who are, quote, unquote, refluencers. Uh, they're just, they're, they're get, yeah, no, <laughs> refluencing is a thing. Um, and they're they're kind of ruining the hobby because they're, they're, I don't want to say they're whoring themselves out, but they are. Um, so the podcast slash ask me anything that we're kind of trying to do now is we're trying to be unbiased. We're trying to have meaningful discussions about the hobby uh, with people who are in the forefront of the hobby itself. So the last person I spoke with, um, he developed a strain of bacteria that actually serves as one coral food and also as a way of um, cleaning their fish tank in a sense, because it eats a lot of the decaying organics in the, in the tank. And that's actually like a holy grail of a product. And I, I fell in love with this product when I felt like starting using it. I was like, damn, this is good stuff. And I just talked to him one like I just reached out to him and I started talking to him. And I'm like, people would like to hear about this stuff. Um, would you be interested in just talking with me like in front of a couple of people and have uh, a couple of people just ask questions during the actual show? And he's like, yeah, sure. And it kind of uh, snowballed into a, monthly thing now that we're probably going to be doing where we're going to be talking to people who are owners of companies or people that are marine biologists that have been in the hobby for years just learn more about like uh learn about the hobby and just kind of figure out how we can adjust ourselves in the home aquaria to being a little bit more sustainable going forward um so yeah this uh, this is not my idea at all it just kind of (laughs) thrust upon me the ocean has a mysterious way about itself sometimes (laughs) things just happen well explained. I was just like, what are they just like, what kind of coral do you like? I like the red ones. <laughs> I couldn't think of cocktail. That makes sense. <laughs> no, and, and the thing is, it goes way deeper than that, like uh, to the ocean, ocean puns. Uh, <laughs> but it, it's, you have people that are like breeding certain fish. Uh, this is something that's going to be a huge lift up on the ocean itself. We're not going to be ripping these animals out of their homes. And the hobby itself, years ago, I mean, the way they, they killed or they caught fish, rather, um, was pretty horrible. They used to go into the ocean diving in like places like Tahiti, Fiji, places like that, uh, with a little canister. And in that canister, they had cyanide. That cyanide would be sprayed across the entire reef, 
And then they would just pick up the fish that would get knocked out, put them in a bag, take them away. And the entire coral reef that was kind of hit with this cyanide would just slowly decay and die because oh. all the organisms just kind of died. Um, yeah. So now we're talking to people literally who have been breeding certain uh, species now that are trying to do mariculture for uh, corals and just growing them in certain parts of the ocean that are more protected. And mm. I think that's where the hobby is going. So for me to be able to talk to people that have been doing this for years and trying to make this happen and this getting their like word out, it's going to be so much fun. I'm really excited for it. Um, can you like explain, like, give me like lay out an example of a post that comes from a coral influencer? Like, is it a oh. girl with like a big butt and she's like putting her butt <laughs> by the coral? Uh, Marissa, it's a refluencer. I know you don't want to say it, but that's the term. Fine, yeah. Paint me a picture of a refluencer's most obnoxious post. The recent trend right now is uh, glow in the dark paint, or, or I guess it's yes. uh, fluorescent paint. <laughs> they take these paintings or they buy clothing that has this. Uh, this fluorescent colored uh, stuff on them and they'll get into yoga pants and socks and they'll tiptoe <laughs> in front of the fish tank and they'll just be like, Oh, I'm cleaning my fish tank. And it's just like their booties hanging out. And it is ladies there. There's ladies in this hobby. Um, and it's, <laughs> what like that. You just said. they walk by their fish tank in yes. fluorescent clothes and say, Ooh, I'm cleaning my fish tank. Yes. In a very suggestive pose. One. <laughs> cleaning my fish tank so it's like I'm, you have to clean a fish tank right They're like when you have a fish tank you have to clean it so they obviously part. have a fish tank yeah it's, nobody <laughs> wants to clean things <laughs> so oh, they're, they're so they're elbow deep in the tank yes oh, their hand I, is in the tank you did not say that <laughs> it's true you did say they tiptoe past <laughs> <laughs> okay, and I'm thinking, where's the camera? Is the camera in the tank? <laughs> okay, <Now> they- <laughs> cleaning it. That makes sense. Yes, you made it seem like they were just walking by. But then they do that just for the lo- the likes, the comments, and and now you have the people that are given products because they have so many followers, and I think that's the same like model that everybody kind of follows at this point. They're just like, here's some free stuff. Post about it, and then it'll be some like chicken yoga pants with like fluorescent colored socks. The latest trend was literally people sitting in front of their fish tank with their feet propped up. And the photo was a, the POV of the person looking at their fish tank and their feet were exposed. Yeah, yeah no, you, it made no sense to me. Have you ever considered tiptoeing by the fish tank for us to... You're going to need to talk to some of these refluencers if you expect this uh, podcast to really, you know... So that's the thing. I, I, at some I don't point, you're going to have to sell out. Yeah. <laughs> I, I guess everybody has a price, right? <laughs> I haven't decided what my price was yet, uh, but soon there might be some yoga pants involved in my future. Cool. This is going to sound like a stupid question. No stupid questions here. Just stupid people. <laughs> what's, uh, what's a day in the life of a coral like? Oh, okay. Um, yeah, like the alarm goes off, you turn it off. What's my day going to look like if I'm a coral? Well, it depends what type of coral you are, first of all. Uh, so there's three different categories. Are you a small polyp stony? No, because <laughs> that sounds polyp. medical. Okay. No, all these, I'm not a polyp at all. No, but I mean, they're technically all polyps. <laughs> the corals, everything's a polyp. <laughs> in, in a not bad way. So you could be a large polyp stony or you could be a softy. Which one would you be? I'm kind of a softy. Okay. I've so, even going to the gym, I was never really like that <laughs> stone. 
<laughs> okay. So a soft stone would... reef. We're really hitting a lot of stone reef. Reef or stoners. Uh, okay. Your day. Your alarm goes off, and you're. I mean, I guess technically you don't really sleep much. Uh, you're diurnal at that point. So, I'm sorry. You're diurnal. Uh, they're most active. I'm sorry. The diurnal. They're they were very active in sunset sunrise. Um, like cats. Cats are they're very lethargic during most of the day, right? They sleep mm-hmm. all day. They're active kind of at night and at dusk and dawn. Um, and feel free to fact check me because I could be saying that wrong. <laughs> no. uh, but, so softy corals in general, uh, as you can understand, they're very soft. <laughs> These are corals that can expand and retract. Um, they usually put out their feeders when they want to get food. And they try to catch anything that's kind of swaying in the water in the, in the current. Um, they also rely on photosynthesis. So your alarm goes off. And you're like, ding, it's time to eat. And your job is literally just to eat all day. <laughs> your job is as the sun comes up, you're going to be swaying a little bit with the sun and try to yeah. do as much photosynthesis in the process and not get eaten. So <laughs> eat all you can. Don't get eaten. I think that's like it sums up the, the life of a coral right there. Yeah, um, It's fun stuff. <laughs> now what's going to eat me? Uh, so there are corals. Uh, th- there are other corals. One that they could kind of uh, do like a coral guess, on coral. Yeah, they 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 can fight each other, man. They get nasty too. They put out uh, certain chemical not chemicals, I guess, uh, toxins in the water, and they can also they have stingers. They can sting other corals. Yeah, that was a question that I was going to have. For some reason, in my head, I always thought you would get hurt if you went near corals. So some corals, yes. Some no. They're very delicate creatures, so. I guess in a very regular coral reef, if you're diving or something like that, uh, you don't want to touch it because they're very delicate. You could break a little piece. That's more just to weed out the plebs <laughs> to not, you know, just not have them messing things up in the ocean. Um, but there's some coral out there that can, I don't think there's anything that can kill you outright. Um, there's just fire coral though. That will give you a hell of a bad rash and will hurt a lot. Um, but I don't think they don't, they, nobody really keeps that here in all real places you can find that is in Australia. So Unless you're trying to <laughs> going out of uh, out of your way to like, go like touch this coral, you're not going to be affected. And there's a couple anemones out there that will sting you as well. Um, you probably there's some fish out there too that might wind up stinging you. But again, just don't touch it. It's just better this way. I don't want to touch anything under the water, so I think I'll be good. Like never, huh? Have you have you gotten to see the movie Old? Old. Uh, is it an old yeah. movie? Huh. No, it came out this uh, past year. M. So, no, Shyamalan. I have not, unfortunately. Wait, is it, is it linked to, is Coral making them old? N- no. Okay. Spoiler alert ahead. <laughs> Coral actually protects them from the effects of the beach. And so towards the end of the movie, they start swimming through like a cave of Coral. And I'm like, I'm watching the movie and I'm like, they're going to get hurt. They're going to get hurt. Coral hurts you. <laughs> I don't know why I had this in my head. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Uh, I give Coral no thought, so I had no opinion on the matter. <laughs> but interesting. No, I haven't seen this. I kind of want to look it up, though. Yeah, it's uh, the um, unpredictable ending of M. Night Shyamalan, you know. <laughs> and the Coral's, like, come out and apologize at the end or say, we had you all along. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, tell us the craziest story you have about Coral. Like, did you go to a convention and like <clears throat> make out with a coral? Like, <laughs> uh, I guess 
that's a very, I mean, there's a lot of crazy times involved with things like this. Um, yeah, no, I, they're, they're, um, you would think that a writing conference would be boring too, but I, a guy told me really gross stories about being at one, and I was like, the writers are gross. Yeah, no, I, 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 I <laughs> yeah, what do you mean? I've like, told you, we've been involved, we've seen, anyway, continue. I mean, I, I don't know if I have, huh, okay, so I befriended. I think this is probably the weirdest one that I have. Um, Talk to me about coral betrayal. It was, it's not even coral betrayal though. I'm talking about the people, <laughs> the hobby itself. I mean, yeah. coral betrayal is, it's. <laughs> Have I mean, coral betrayed you? Oh, absolutely. Okay. I've, they, 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 they advertise themselves as being so safe and loving. And then all of a sudden you put them into your tank and they cause all sorts of chaos. Uh, <laughs> and then you put your dick in the tank and it's like, whoa. <laughs> Yo, there's, all right. There's a guy, th- this just happened recently. Uh, he was diving, okay, and he saw a giant clam. No, <laughs> and he thought it'd be a great idea to you know go in and stick something in. Uh, the clam. It's I don't think anybody really. It was his dick. Yeah, he put it in. <laughs> they. Uh, if, if you've never seen an actual clam, it's called the Gig- Gigas clam. Um, it looks like a Pokemon. It looks like cloister. If that helps. Gigas clam. Gigas. Yes, clam. The clam Gigas. My people. No. Um, <laughs> It looks like a cloister, and he went in, man, and it was a big one. And, the, and these things, when they close, they snap shut, and it, it's yeah. But no, he he lost a he lost a chunk of his he personality. Died? No, he he, <laughs> he lost a chunk of his personality, his manhood. Yeah, no, yeah. Uh, to say the clan has one new pearl. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no. All right, so my craziest thing was I, I don't know. It's all about the people for me. And this hobby is one of those that you meet the most random people you ever find. Yeah. Are you guys um, all a bunch of freaks? A little bit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so some, some more than others, but the majority of people that I've met in this hobby are so crazy. Um, yeah. No, I'm talking about like, I remember this is when I first started the hobby too. And this was maybe like three or four years of me being into the hobby. Um, they had a, it's called MACNA, which is the Marine Aquatic Conference of North America. This was the biggest uh, conference that, that used to be back then. Um, and this was MACNA Atlantic City. So just like that, you're inviting people from New York, from Jersey, from Philly, all to go to this big ass conference. And uh, we had a table, I had a booth, and we were a part of this entire little setup where they had a after party Things got weird, man. Like there was people making out in corners. Like people were inviting people to go up to certain rooms. It was a whole thing. Apparently, I, I didn't partake. Unfortunately, I, I was like, I got to go drive back to Philly. Uh, but no, it was it was a good twenty or thirty people thing going on, and I didn't know until after the next day. So people get really weird at those conferences. I guess they kind of let loose and hook up with all sorts of uh, reefers. How much overlap do you think there is between weaves and reefers? Ooh. Uh, I don't think there's much, unfortunately. Really? Yeah, no, weebs are, I feel like this is, this hobby has people that like to know it all. And I hate those people. I'm not a fan of them. You don't think weebs like to know it all? Not in this way. I think weebs are a little bit more, I mean, how do you define a weeb? I guess that's the real question we have to ask, right? Yeah, that is a question I would like to ask because I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, weebs are uh, hardcore anime fans. Okay. I feel like they're more reserved. Weebs ain't really... <laughs> I feel like I need to put that on the shirt. Mm. Weebs. The whole, another episode. You are sorely Weebs ain't really dot dot dot. Um, yeah, Weebs is really. But that's I think these are very different people. Like the people that I've met, they're the, lately the loudest ones I keep seeing are the reflancers, and I'm just tired of that crowd. But then you have the subset of those people, which are the people that have been in the hobby for a while, 
they just want to be left alone. (laughs) I think I, I think I fall into that category. Like I, I'm not hip to the new stuff. Um, Then you have the new people that are coming in and they're just like, I want Nemo. And can I have this? Can I have that? And everybody's just telling that person to shut up and go away. Um, It's a beautiful thing when a a whole group of people can come together and tell somebody, shut up. (laughs) I love it. There are only 10 people that tag their content with Weefluencer. Yeah. Not many people use a tag, but that's what they are. It's a derogatory term. Oh, absolutely. Okay. I would use it as a, as a derogatory. <laughs> Stop being such a refluencer. <laughs> so if somebody wanted to see like the booty out while they're cleaning the, the, the fish, like what, what tags would you look for? I don't even know. <laughs> Where that's disgusting. Where could I find them? <laughs> yeah. I don't even know. Like, I, so, just have like wholesome pictures of tanks. No, nice. they, they exist out there. They're out there. No, I, um, I, I believe you. I just, I'm trying to find them and I can't find They just them. need to market themselves better. Exactly. There, <laughs> there's one that has an OnlyFans page. Uh, yeah, she, she dresses up with a squid hat. <laughs> and she okay, likes to follow. Based to what you said, I'm also looking at pictures and I realize a lot of these reef pictures trigger my. Um, oh, the polytreptophobia. Is that right? Yeah, whatever phobia. Yeah, so yeah I was going to say, you probably shouldn't. <laughs> now. I think a standard question that we're going to have to ask you just for everybody listening, uh, if somebody wanted to get into coral themselves, um, what kind of steps would it take? But also, I really hate to put you on the spot like this, but what kind of financial investment are we talking here? It looks like an expensive hobby. Give us figures. Oh, I can. That's fine. Uh, so to start out in this hobby, the first thing you need to do is plan. You need to do your research. Uh, I'm out. I- <laughs> no this the thing is so many people just jump into it like I, mean, I guess i did the same thing when, when i first started so i don't blame people for doing that i blame people for being in the hobby for more than a couple months and just killing things left and right and not doing the proper research to know the to you know keep a, a, a life that you're keeping because these are things that are alive um so research and patience both of those go for hand in hand when you're starting out in the hobby and it never ends it, it really doesn't uh, financially, <laughs> they say you spend in the first year of reefing about $50 per gallon of the system that you have. Um, that's just the first year. <laughs> uh, so if, if somebody has a 55 gallon, 50 gallon tank, it's 50 times 50. Is that wow. right? Am I wrong? Actually, hold on a second. Now you got me. $2,500? That's just to get set up. Yeah. I would say that's. So I have three right now. I have, I kind of plumbed it all together. Um, so I have a 30-gallon, I have a 20-gallon, and then I have a 25-gallon. So altogether, I have a 55-gallon system on one side, and then this one's 25. Uh, but yeah, that's just like the, that's the low floor. <laughs> they say between 50, I want to say it was like 50 and $80, and I think that's like the, the, the main cost of keeping a reef tank. So goldfish is kind of like playing baseball. You are like playing golf. Goldfish is like playing kickball in the back of an alley, with a ball made of tin foil. Oh, that's sad. <laughs> and, yeah, that's really sad. And, and people who keep goldfish keep them in really bad positions. Uh, I'm sorry, conditions, positions, conditions. You know. <laughs> um, yeah, they don't. So that's freshwater. Uh, that's not even the same league as saltwater. And then I would yeah, say reefing is like. Well, uh, Marissa, baseball and golf are also not in the same league. <laughs> and then I, I would say the World Series is probably reefing. And there's obviously it takes a while to get to that point. Um, you have to go through the preseason, the regular season, and then playoffs. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, wild card game. Yeah, no, some people are in different leagues. Mm-hmm. What 
could like five dollars get me? Nothing. <laughs> Not even a frag. I mean, some. Yeah, I think so. Technically, f- did did you like that callback, Marissa? I learned something. So yes, I think you could still get something for five dollars. Uh, Can you keep it, it would, alive? No. No, no, no. I think so. so believe it or not, um, things that are five dollars are probably the hardiest things you can keep. These are things that you can leave in a cup of water probably for like a day. (laughs) They'll technically be okay. Um, But right now the prices have skyrocketed just because a lot of, uh, I guess, zoning conditions are are shutting down shipping out of certain uh, countries. So the prices are just shooting up like crazy, which is it's expected. But a $5 can get you a a tiny little frag or something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. I mean, that's covered a lot. Anything else, Pete? Uh, we have listeners who have children. Um, would you encourage them to get their kids into reefing or would you discourage them because you don't want to give those kids a God complex? <laughs> so I, I would say as long as the parent is the one, it depends. Obviously kids are, it's a vague term, right? It could be wait, what age range are we talking about? Just kids in general. <laughs> just like a i don't know like let's say an eight-year-old so as long as the parent has baby locks <laughs> and i would say you should keep baby locks uh all throughout the life of the tank because if you have a it. tank big enough for a child to drown in which is any tank yeah yeah <laughs> so but at the same time i do think it's a great thing for a kid kids love seeing fish tank um they just see the life and they're just like spanging it. Like, ah, I like it. and that's my last question and I, I, I really feel like this is a very loaded question, but how does reefing, aside from the power trip, <laughs> how does reefing like bring you joy? Like, for example, yeah, like, like, you know, like if, if I had a cat, I could be like, oh, I get to pet the cat and the cat plays with me or same thing with the dog. I know sometimes people say the same thing about fish. Like you can't play with a fish. Similarly, you can't play with a coral. Like, um, how does it, I hate to sound cliche, but like, yeah, how does this enrich your life in some way? Or so, does it not? <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 it could be, it could be really nerve wracking at times. I'm not going to lie. This is a hobby that it's, it's very high risk, high reward, because there's a lot of things that can go wrong. Uh, I mean, hell, I know people that have been in this hobby for years and years and years. One little thing goes wrong and they lose everything. I'm talking about they've been thick corals. They've been growing for five, 10 years out the window. Fish that they've kept for that same amount of time also dead. And that right there is a big blow. Um, but at the same time, you also have the flip side of that coin because this is almost like your little ecosystem. And I guess that is a little power, bit of a power trip though. Um, but you see these things grow and people say you can't really play with fish, but fish recognize you. Um, like I have fish in my tank that as soon as they see me, they just they just know that I'm the I'm the bringer of the food. Again, there's my God complex. <laughs> um, but it's it, the watching corals grow to me, and you you take one picture one day, and you take another picture a month a month later, you can see how a coral has shifted in color. You can see how it's grown all these little sides and nooks and crannies. And it's beautiful to me. It's also very calming to kind of sit back and look at it. Um, they say it has a very calming and meditative effect just to relax and look at it. But it's also very hectic. <laughs> Because you realize after staring at it for five minutes, I should clean the tank. Oh. <laughs> and that's when the yoga pants come out. <laughs> <laughs> Callbacks. So, do you ever consider taking pictures of all your coral, um, getting very small pictures developed and putting them in your wallet and calling them your children? My coral babies? 
Uh, no, but that's what we have my phone for. I, I pull out my phone anytime anybody's around me. It's like, hey, you want to start talking about, hey, look at my fish tank. I, you know, just look at this coral. And literally, anytime I find myself in a room that has other reefers in it, I will whip it out. <laughs> and sometimes... <laughs> so, can you but, spot a reefer? It depends what they're wearing, yes. Uh, but if they're not, if they're just undercover reefers, they exist too. Uh, <laughs> I think I'm an undercover reefer, but lately I've been getting more reef swag. Yeah, I see. Yeah. Marissa, um, I am going to, well, I guess to both of you, uh, because it sounds so interesting, I'm going to share my screen. So Marissa, <laughs> this is Coral's Fighting. Okay. And Brian, you're going to have to help us understand what's happening because we might not realize that the coral are fighting. Okay, I'm not sure what we're looking at yet. Now, when you've got a really successful reef tank like this one... Oh, thank God we have an accent. And all the corals are going absolutely crazy and growing like mad. One thing you've really got to look out for is warfare. So you can see down here... Yeah, you can pause right there. ...is attack... Is it it this part? So, yes, that's exactly it. You can see that coral. Normally, it's not um, extending itself as much as it normally does. But you can see they they have something called sweeper tentacles. Um, Well, they'll lash out... And that one tentacle will go out and try to sting the adjacent coral. Some corals are more aggressive than others, I would say. Um, but you can see that one, like in that top right corner, is he's getting almost like eaten bubble. by the oh. bubble coral. Right so there. he's way yeah. and killing his bubble. <sighs> Man. Um, so yeah. coral, coral are just like us, aren't they? Yeah, no, they're horrible. <laughs> <laughs> okay, he just kind of stays on the one. Yeah, so, so, like, so when you say fighting, it's not like nearly as exciting as... No. Uh, <laughs> It depends on the musical score. Like, if you put a nice score behind this, it could be very exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's no, it's one of those things that, unless you're watching it almost like in a little bit of a time lapse, you're not going to see the, I guess, the exciting moment of the battle. Uh, <laughs> but we can do a time lapse. Like, that, there's actually videos out there uh, of corals eating. Um, if you ever watch a coral pick up something out of the water column and it just like slowly absorbs it, it takes time. Yeah, but it's cool to watch, like, if you speed it up. Marissa's making faces. So, I'm sorry. Coral's actually beautiful, but I get grossed out very easily. <laughs> and something about seeing it all swaying and pulsating, oh, I got really grossed out. Not pulsating, but like undulating. I don't know. I got grossed out. But I was like, I'm not going to look away. I need to desensitize myself. It's it a beautiful like- moment. You got to watch it. When it was yesterday. Brian, you can share your screen now, by the I way. I can't find uh, her. I- I'm not going to be able to find her at all. Since Marissa's talking about being horrified. <laughs> I, I, the thing is, I was trying to find that one person who has an OnlyFans that <laughs> it's literally a squid mask helmet, <laughs> not a helmet. It's like a more like a plushy squid mask, and they're in very interesting outfits, and that's what they do to fund their reef tank. Do they get naked? Yeah, apparently on their OnlyFans they do. You say apparently. I didn't. I don't know. I don't, I don't have access to the type of website. Yeah. Do they get naked in front of the reef, like they're like. Ooh, and the reef is behind them going like this. Yes, the pictures on Instagram were like that, yes. <laughs> if a person plunged their head into a tank and kissed a reef, would it kill it? No. I mean, I, I actually handle my reef pretty often. Would there be essential OnlyFans then with the reefs involved? I See, I feel like that's almost like animal cruelty at that point. I think it should be. I was just asking whether it could be. I mean, technically, yeah, you can do whatever you want. It's a free country. So I have something called a tube worm, and it actually has a really cool little crown that sticks its head out of the, the, the 
tube, I guess. It's beautiful. You could watch it eat. But the thing is, these are very sensitive to touch. So if you go in there, you touch it, it goes really quick, and it just kind of goes, retracts into its tube. So you can take a video of that and post it, and that's kind of, I guess, what you're looking for. Okay, I was just wondering whether or not they died. But okay, interesting. Okay. Uh, Brian, thanks for all this information. Anytime. It's kind of like uh, the ideal place that we wished the show would go because we don't have to do as much work. Uh, and, uh, and we get to, but we still get to learn about weird stuff. At, no offense. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, this is we very still weird get, stuff. Like, um, you know, I, I always find it fascinating that and I think I said the same thing when Mike Jackowitz was on for uh, the woodworking thing. It's kind of like, you know, you know that these things exist, but you don't know that there's like a whole culture behind them and, and that people are real enthusiasts. And, uh, you know, I think sometimes a lesson to be learned is, yeah, if you have a hobby and you think it's weird, just go for it anyway. You know, as long as nobody's getting like murdered. Like, also, if don't... you have a hobby and it's weird, call us at 570-POD-WAD-1 so we can interview you and we don't need to do research that week. Yeah. Chris is in charge of booking. (laughs) Plugs. Uh, Now we usually do plugs. Brian, do you want to plug any reef-related content? Yeah, what do you think? Now, I'm going to suggest maybe should this not be a podcast? Should it be a a YouTube kind of thing? Because it sounds like I want to see more coral. So, yes. It is. That's what that, this is going to be a live AMA type of thing. So imagine a Reddit AMA. Mm-hmm. Um, it's that, but live. And the way that we kind of ran it the first time around was I kind of came up with a rough outline of what we we're going to do. I proposed the topic in the Discord channel that we're in and had everybody just kind of spit questions out. I took those questions, I popped them into the, I guess, my couple categories. And then we just literally went off of that. And I was asking the person one on one without having everybody else kind of jump in. This is kind of hot. It's kind of hard to moderate something like that. Um, but then after the two hours that we spent talking, uh, he stayed on for another about two hours afterwards and people were just asking questions left and right. So this was recorded. We have it all video of it and I just have to kind of go through two hours of footage and cut it and put it onto YouTube. So yeah, it is going to be a YouTube video. Uh, he gave us a little tour of his little facility too, which is kind of cool. So it should be some fun stuff. It is definitely going to be on YouTube though. It's not up yet, but it will be. (laughs) I wouldn't say that we are, um, really great at coming up with names for things but if you want to like make sure you cross things off of a list let us know we'll be happy yeah. to sit down with you and give you a bunch of bad ideas just to love you know get to weed out the bad stuff and uh <laughs> no i'm down for it let's make it happen you should have a whole naming session just on on zoom <laughs> a live naming session let's make it happen i pitched coral cups first but anyway this uh, is the closest i could find odette delacroix now at first, in the first row, you're like, oh, that's oh. just some reefs. But then later on, yeah, like, See, she like is... No, yeah, I'm telling you, they exist. Or a belly button. Yeah, no. There's now, like one, there's like, there's one actual hashtag called, like, reefing in heels or something like that. Okay. I think that's the one you're probably looking for. And then you go to Odette Exposed, and so basically <laughs> she's trying <laughs> to make money. <laughs> she's actually... <laughs> she's trying to make money for the reef, so... <laughs> you gotta understand it comes wow. from a noble place good for Probably. her she's all at twelve thousand followers right there yeah yeah God, but okay. reefing and heels look up that one i feel like that's more it's safer <laughs> hashtag reefing and heels okay oh wow 339 posts I mean, that that's a relatively new trend right now by the way so it's not like it's, it's marissa it's rel- this sucks yeah. marissa <laughs> this sucks so much God, what? <laughs> oh, I'm looking at it now. you have to share it 
Oh. See, I'm telling you, like, like oh. just this lady standing in front of a fish tank. I'm sad. Like, I don't want to. All right, this is not this is not video that's going to be shown to people, right? So nobody can right. see the shared screen. Yeah. I know her. That was the chick who tried to get me to go to her place with some dude. Whatever. She used to work at <laughs> a local fish store, and she wound up having a couple kids with that dude. Um, yeah, no, she's uh, she's a very special lady. <laughs> so if you're into feet yeah. and you're into reef. <laughs> Guys, <laughs> reefing in heels is your hashtag. Uh, make sure you follow it. That's going to be my plug. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, I, I don't have anything to plug except those leaks in the tanks. Yeah. The fun part of reefing in heels, by the way, there's men who take the photos too. Oh, I just saw one. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's men feet in heels. <laughs> Good for them. That's another episode. <laughs> yeah. But no, uh, I also wanted to po- uh, promote slash plug our uh, just went up right now a few days early before the episode comes out. But our Thanksgiving November playlist uh, up on our Patreon, it is not behind the paywall. So you can certainly play that playlist as much as you'd like um, throughout November and the holiday season. There's songs that have the words gratitude and thankful and grateful and <laughs> It's not very inspired, but there is one about putting gravy on potatoes. So I encourage you all to listen to the last song, which is by a little girl and it's called Thanksgiving. And um, it's one of those songs where like, you know, she had rich parents and they just paid for her to make the song. So I strongly encourage you to check that out. Oh, that's fun. Okay. Um, I guess I'm going to plug. Hmm. I'm going to plug something totally unrelated. And even though Halloween is over, I'm going to plug everyone watch It Follows. It Follows is a masterpiece. Pete, you've seen It Follows, right? Mm-hmm. You don't think it's a masterpiece? No, I haven't seen it. Oh, no, I'm Pete. Did not. No? I don't yeah. know. <laughs> it came out a while ago. And I'm like, like, when you said that, I was like, maybe I was drunk when I watched that or something. But I just remembered it being really slow. No, I mean it was. It followed slowly. <laughs> I mean, it does actually. The thing walks really slow. Brian, so you haven't seen it? I don't even know what you're talking about. It's a <laughs> horror movie. It the synopsis sounds so stupid. Basically, it's a sexually transmitted haunting. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. That just makes it creepier, though. I feel like that sounds like a masterpiece. Yeah, it it is. And the only way to get rid of it is to pass it to the next person. Oh, yeah. So, but you're not rid of it permanently if you pass it to the next person because if the spooky thing kills the person you had sex with it will then come to you so you need to have like it needs to like 10 people away need to have had sex to like for you to feel safe this just sounds like stds with extra steps yeah yeah it's kind of a moral tale (laughs) beautiful um yeah guys uh if you have an interesting hobby or something you think we don't know about. Call us at 570-POD-WOD-1, and we'll probably interview you unless it's so boring. But, I mean, probably we'll interview you. I mean, they listen to fish tanks. Our, uh... <laughs> they listen to me talking about fish tanks, so... That was interesting, though. Our email also works now. Uh, I hate to put this out on the show, but, yeah, I set up two email addresses, and neither one of them worked, so... <laughs> Um, now you can actually email us shout at y'all dot me and we will, um, I'll get it on my phone and then I'll share it with Marissa. 
I promise. So if you were really kind and you sent stuff about our 200th episode, we never got it. Um, and yeah, I think if you go into your send items, you should still be able to find it. But this isn't like a thing where the email bounced back to you because it couldn't be delivered. The email is just nowhere. It's in an abyss somewhere. So the only like record of what you had to say is in your sent items. We don't deserve it. But if you feel like it, you could sort of forward that back. Uh, that also reminds me, we do have a call from Cassie that we got too late to be in our Halloween show, but we're going to, we'll, we'll figure it out. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, you can only slide into my DMs at risk vandal. Do not send me any sexual coral content. No foot pics. No hey, Brian. Yo. If people are interested in this uh, venture that you have coming up, why don't you tell them what your real name is? So that way... Uh, <laughs> How about this? If somebody wants to find me on Instagram, it's Spidey Bry, S-P-I-D-E-Y-B-R-Y, at Spidey nice. Bry. And then right. if you wanted the Discord link, I'll get that to you guys, too. And whenever a show goes live, we will be happy to promote it here for you. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Hope you like the episode, and thanks, Brian. Thank you all. I guess bye. Yeah, hi. Hi.